Hello, this is Corey. This is Ryan. This is the Unqualified Commission Podcast, in which Corey and Ryan embrace the great commission given to us in Matthew 28, 19, and 20. We aim to strengthen the walk of fellow Christians, and we hope to reach the lost. Although we're not qualified, we have been equipped to share God's love. Thank you for joining us on the show. Hey, this is Ryan. This is Corey. And this is the Unqualified Commission Podcast. So I want to start off by saying we are very, 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 very sorry. We didn't release last week. Uh, we had some technical difficulties. We had a very awesome episode. We had some special guests. Uh, but technology decided, eh, I'm not going to work about that. And so we uh, we lost an episode. And something has actually happened to us. Um we have lost a couple of episodes that have just gone missing, so we did not get to release last week. But we are going to try to get back ahead and uh, continue on our weekly release schedule. So we want to apologize that the Unqualified Commission did not get episode last week. But we're going to make it up to you. You will still get 52 episodes this year. It's going to be re-recorded sometime. Yeah. Not sure when. It's going to be in a few weeks, maybe. Yeah, we have to. Uh, everybody's schedule is pretty hard to. Uh, Corey's going out of town next week. Yeah, I'm. I'm out. Of, I stay out of town. I was out of town last week. <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, the week before last. We was uh, we have to uh, last week. Yeah, last week we have to align our schedules to record. So, but we again we do want to say we we apologize, but we will. Make it up to you. We got a lot going on. We have a Bible drive. If you would like to donate Bibles, any kind of Bibles, email us, and we'll get in contact with you and um, give you an address, and we'll meet up somewhere. So I do want to say we are not looking for fifty dollar gift Bibles. No, we are looking for economical Bibles. But we are doing a the Bear Creek Festival September 9th. in Belmont, Mississippi. And um, that's where we're located in Belmont. Yeah, we will have a um, couple of spots set up, and we'll be handing out Bibles. Uh, pamphlets and we'll be doing arts and crafts with the kids and we'll be selling drinks if you want to come by and buy some and support us um but this week and we're also hold up we're also partnered with our church and that they're, they're gonna be set up right next to us i think is that right they're gonna be set up with us okay yeah i got you uh and, and the men's encounters they're also part of it too yep so we're all going to be kind of a lot of ministries that's going to be representative there so come by and yeah stop by and see us and uh, get some pictures with us. Well, I'm not sure if anyone from the men's encounter, like uh, leading it up, will be there, but we will have their information on our banner. Is that right? Yep, yep. Uh, and they will. And Ryan and I play a big part, especially in the North Mississippi one. Yeah. Um. So we will definitely have the information and the contact information <laughs> to get you registered. If you'd like to go, that'd be great. Um. This one's already full, I think. Yes, right. This one's full. So but... it'll be next year. This time next year in July, late July, I think. But uh, if you haven't been through, I'm cutting you off again, Corey. <laughs> if you haven't been through, you need to go through. It's an amazing experience. It changed my life. Certainly. I was going to say, stop by, take some pictures with us, get to know us. Uh, we we don't bite. Corey will sign some autographs. He will have his Venmo and Cash App there, too, <laughs> if you would like to send him money. <laughs> free smoke, free smoke. Um, but it's this, personal Venmo and Cash This week, uh, we have something... It's not as special as last week, uh, but it, I think it's still... It's still really important. It's still really important. Yeah. Uh, so, Ron, um, walk us through what we're talking through this week. We are talking about uh, the gospel, and what is it? What is the gospel? What is the gospel? So before we get started on this, I'm, I'm going to lead us in a word of prayer. Dearly Father, Lord, thank you for letting us gather here tonight, Lord. Lord, I ask that you pray. Uh, I pray that the technology works tonight, that it records good, and that we uh, able to put our voices out there, Lord. 
ask that you be with the show and you bless it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So I think a lot of times when you talk about what is the gospel, if I just had to throw you something and I said, hey, Ryan, what's the gospel? What, what would you tell me, you know, just layman's terms? What's the gospel? Well, um, we're all sinners in a fallen world. And first, you, you have to recognize your sin. And I forget, it's Living Waters Ministries. You know who they are? Have you heard of them? I've heard of them, certainly. I think the guy's first name is Ray. But I've seen videos on YouTube where he will walk up to random people in, like, big cities or whatever. And he'll ask them, now, I may be wrong on this, but he'll, he'll ask them, uh, are you a good person? And they'll say, yeah, I think I'm a pretty good person. Then he'll list out, like, sins. And have you, have you done this? Have you committed adultery? Have you lusted? Have you done this, this, and this? And they'll say, yeah, you know, but I'm a good person. <laughs> and then he'll lay out, you know, those are all sins. You know, we're, we're not perfect. And <clears throat> um, so what happened was God and sin, they can't go together, right? They don't mesh. God cannot be near sin. And without that, you know, we'll, we'll be going to hell. And well, God sent his only son to come and die for our sins. He was the perfect sacrifice that took on our sins because he knew we're not perfect. You know what I'm saying? And he died for that. Then he rose again. He defeated death. And that's the gospel. We're now able to go to heaven because God gave his son for us. It was a sacrifice, the perfect sacrifice. So if you, if you could only say it in like one word or a few words, what would you say the gospel is? Uh, you just explained it to it with a doctorate degree, but in a few words or just one word, what would you have to say the gospel is? Because I, I already know the word. I figure out, it. is it love? Uh, the good news. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, the good news. The gospel is the good news. The yeah. good news, right. So, but I think, I think it's a lot deeper than that. Because if we just say it's the good news, right? Yes, it's good news that Jesus came and died for our sins. Yeah. But I think if you just say it like that, I think you missed the aspect that you're talking about, love. I think you... I well, think, no, it's good news because of the love that it shows to us. That's the way I see it. But see, I want to change I want to change our meanings a little bit because I think the gospel is is a couple more words, but I think it's relationship. Yeah. I think it's friendship. I think it's love, unbiased love, tangible love. Mm-hmm. And I think it's... Uh, I think it's more than just the good news. Is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So I also think the gospel also comes. I think we forget to talk about the bad side of the gospel. We forget to talk about the things that Jesus had to endure for our sins. Scoot the mic up a little bit, Corey. So I think it's, um, you know, I think if we had to talk about the gospel, we got to talk about suffering. We got to talk about the lashing and the beating and the bloodshed and the all those things that happened on the crucifixion i think that's also the gospel well yeah of course and what happens is when we realize that part that's when we feel the tangible love of god in our our life and the mercy that he showed us you know what i'm saying i think people are guilty of this and, and you said this you know when people walk up and they say are you a good person right and it's like yeah i'm a good person i've never I've never did this. I've never did this. I've never did this. I've never cheated on my wife. I've never. But then when you start deep diving into the true meaning, right? Mm -hmm. And then uh, we've talked about this on this show in the past. If you compare yourself laterally, right? 
you you may see yourself as a good person, right? If I compare myself to um, Jeffrey Donham or Jeffrey Dahmer, Dahmer, yeah. right? I'm like, I didn't do those things, right? So I'm a good person. There's always, no matter what, going to be someone worse off than you are, right? If you compare, so if you compare you're good, yourself laterally, yeah. right? But if you compare yourself to the person who was perfect, who lived with no sin, who helped the homeless, who ate with the poor, I mean, are you Fed really? The porn, yeah. Are you really a good person? You know, Jesus did not hang out with the cool kids. Jesus hang out with the outcasts, the people in town who were leopards, who were banned from town, who Jesus, lepers. Yes, you, lepers. You said leopards. Lepers. With it, you said leopards with a D. Listen, English is not my <laughs> first language. <laughs> but yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, for those who are wondering what my first language is, I would say it's ASL. <laughs> I don't know what that is. American Sign Language. Oh. Are you confused in hearay? Hearay is the opposite of deaf <laughs> <laughs> But uh, honestly, you know, a lot of people forget the the other side of the gospel, right? I think they, they just kind of gloss over it like, yeah, so I'm saved. That's it. But I think there's a, also, if we're going to talk about, I think there's deeper meaning of the gospel. Because I think the gospel calls you to spread the good news, right? Mm-hmm. The Great Commission. The Great Commission. Right. So yeah. I think a lot of people forget that part, right? So they're like, yeah, I'm Christian. Jesus saved me. Hip, hip, hooray. And then they become pew setters, and they just sit on the pew, and they don't do anything for the church. They don't do anything to spread the love Christian. They don't. They just sit there. They just sit there and sit there and sit there for years, right? At that point, you would question whether they are a Christian or not. In, in my opinion, I may do that. But here's the thing. If you really comprehend the gospel... You would want to spread it, because that's why it's called the good news. You're going out and telling everybody. You're jumping up and down to spread it. You you can't spread it fast enough. You're literally... Anybody comes to that church, you're like, have you heard the good news? Have you heard the good news? Let me tell you about the good news. You know, so yeah. I really feel like as Christians, I think we forget that part. We're really good about, you know, being self-righteous, right? We're really mm-hmm. good about saying, yeah, I'm a good person. I'm, I'm, you know, but we forget the... The urgentness. The urgency of, hey, have you heard the good news? Have you for, have you heard about why we do this? Mm-hmm. Have you and, heard that while we're not high on drugs, but yet we act like we are? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And today I listened to a sermon. Now, the topic of the sermon didn't really have anything to do with this, but he related part of it to this. He said... You know, if we really believe what we believe, why aren't we treating it like that? You know what I'm saying? I heard it. I think it was on the Becoming Something episode, but it said a lot of times, and I may be wrong about this, but it said a lot of times we think things in our heart, right? We think things in our head, and we may be jumping up and down in joy for our, in our heart and in our head, but those things never make it to our lips. Um, the The good news never makes it to our lips. Mm-hmm. Our actions never make it to our lips. They're just thoughts. They're just uh, heartfelts, you know, but they, mm-hmm. those things never come to pass because they never come out of our mouth. Wait, I lied. I, qu- I quoted that wrong. He said something like, he said, this isn't a joke. That's what he said. This is not a joke. This is real. You know what I'm saying? This is absolutely real. Yeah. That's the difference. And a lot of people don't treat it like it is. I mean, even I've been guilty of this. You know, it's easy to go along in your everyday life and get distracted by the things of this world and not... Focus on eternity. It's hard to picture eternity. You know what I'm saying? But I, I'm guilty of this too. But I would say I think it's hard for pe- people to treat this as real, not as a joke. 
because I feel like sometimes their prayer life is like our Father who out and thou and in heaven, so far away. God's not so far away. He's right here. You know, he's he's right in your heart. You know, he's and so I feel like a lot of people look at this as like a third person point of view instead of like I'm saying that personal relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, and Corey was not taking a shot at the Lord's prayer. Just saying. <laughs> There's a time and a place for the Lord's prayer, but you remember I think we talked about this. I don't pray like that. I don't pray um like Old Testament prayers, right? I pray like, Lord, it's it's Corey, and I know you haven't heard from me in a while, you know, but this and this and this and mm-hmm. and this is and you feel distant. And you know, and we talked about this in Pro in and Proverbs or Psalms forty two. Yeah. Um did we mention this last week on our episode? Two weeks ago on our episode? Yes, we did. Yeah. Where, uh, which we followed you up. Honor, and you honor, and then you honesty. Yeah. yeah, honor and honesty in your prayer. First off, you honor God for who he is, and then you, know, you be honest with him and how you feel. And that's something that I'm having to do here recently. You know what I'm saying? Well, that message really, it's funny how God has a way about all of us getting together. Because when we went and seen that ministry, I needed to hear that. That, that sermon was mm-hmm. for me, and, and, but I know everybody that was there probably felt the same <laughs> way, right? So it's like if y'all don't know. We went to go see uh, Jonathan Pacluda and his church, Harris Creek Baptist Church. He is the um, head executive pastor, and that's in Waco, Texas. Yeah. Uh, by awesome. the way, um, I got to get with you. Um, this was last week, but of course, all the recording's gone. I found another gentleman. We're gonna go meet. He's in South Carolina. Um, oh, wow. Have you ever heard of the Trent tribe? On I have TikTok? not. You guys need to, rec- uh, I highly recommend watching him. His name is, uh, his real name, well, he's the, he's the father, but I think his real name is either Brett or Brent tribe. Brent tribe? Yes. Last uh, name tribe? Yes. No, his last name is Trent. Uh, so Brent Trent. Uh, maybe Brett Trent, I think. I'll have to look him up. Okay. Don't, don't, don't quote <laughs> okay. me on this, but this, this guy on his TikTok is known as the Trent Tribe. Mm-hmm. Um, that guy, he uploads every single day. I, he is a man of God, and I, I would love the opportunity to meet him. I would also like to go see Craig Rochelle. I, is it North Carolina they look, they're located? Maybe, I don't know. Or that may be Elevation Church. There's, we need to get on the road. <laughs> <laughs> As you guys could tell, um, our ministry is, is blessing us with the opportunity to travel. But uh, yeah, it's awesome, and we're bringing friends along. What friend along last time? Friend along. Friend, yeah. oh, hey, friend I, along. Think, I think this next time we'll bring we'll bring some more because I I really think when everybody saw what we were doing and saw our photos, I think a lot of people were like, "Man, I really kind of wanted to do that." <laughs> uh, when we were Waco, we uh, we got to go to the Western store try on some Stetsons. And, Corey put on a hat and Nick bought a hat. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, we were some rooting, tooting, rough shooting guys. <laughs> <laughs> Not me. I did put on a hat, but that's it. That's as far as I went. Ride refuses to say that he's country, although he was born and raised in, in southern Mississippi. So Northern. Northern Mississippi. Northern Mississippi. Uh, but, uh, yeah, he refuses to say there's just a country bone in him. He's a city <laughs> licker, he says. So, but uh, Let's get back on topic. Okay. Go for it. I don't know. Um, <laughs> caught so, me off guard. So I think the gospel shares a, um, a community, but I, I think there's multiple ways to share the gospel. Let's, let's go there. So I think God can work in a lot of different ways. Um, so I think 
I think pastors share the gospel, right? But I think evangelists share the uh, the the gospel differently. And I think us, we share the ministries, share gospel differently. Everyone is called to share the gospel in their life. And if you're wondering, you know, where do I share the gospel? What's my uh, mission field? Wherever you go. Wherever you are. Where, yeah, wherever you are, wherever you go, where you work. You know what I'm saying? God has you in places for a reason, and you don't need to look over your opportunities there. I'm going to share something with you in our audience. You know where God has called me to share the ministry the most? Hmm. Gas stations. Because people don't go to gas stations when they don't need nothing. Every single person who goes to a gas station needs something. Some may need gas. Some may need salvation. But they all need something. (laughs) But I've learned in in my ministry, if you don't have the courage to share at a gas station with a random stranger, how are you going to have the courage to share with people that you know and know your secrets and know the the real you and the deep you? Mm -hmm. You know, if you... That's the thing is I've always found it easier to share with random strangers because they can judge you up a high water, but they don't know who you are. And at the end of the day, you ain't yeah. going to go home to them, you know, so. I feel the same way. For me, yeah. it's easier to share random strangers. You know, it's the ones at church that who know you or think they know you, and then you start dropping bombs and knowledge on them, and they're like, oh, wait, <laughs> you are a certified hoodlum. For me, it's easier for me to share them with, uh, like, close friends and stuff, you know what I'm saying? Because they know the real me, I know the real them, and we can connect. So I, I've i gotten better at sharing with people I know, but for at first it was definitely more difficult to share with people I knew and people I was close to because I didn't want to disappoint them. I didn't want to tell them all the shenanigans I'd got into mm-hmm. to that point. You know, for as a random stranger, again, you don't mind if they judge you. But like those ones who are closest to you, it's always been more difficult. Because I didn't want to disappoint the people I was close to. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So. But I uh, I sent something to Ryan the other day, and I'm going to read it. And this hit me square in the face. Uh, it was that text message about hoodlism. Hoodlism? Hoodlism. Do you remember that one? It's been a while. Let me see. So I, I, sec- I texted this to uh, to Ryan the other day, and he was confused. <laughs> and I said, debauchery, degeneracy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Escapades, mischief, tomfoolery, hoogalism, hoodlum-esque activities, and all other things pertaining to are strictly canceled for the day. And he just looked at me like, huh? <laughs> but, yeah, I said, huh? <laughs> but that those, that text message hit me right in the face. You know, like, uh, all the hoodlum-ism. What was that on? That, uh, wasn't, that was on Messenger, was yeah, it? Yeah. Okay, message. I couldn't find it. Yeah. I'm still confused. <laughs> yes. I don't understand the point of that. So all all those words, if you look them up, all those words were me, right? So like, oh. um, so democracy, um, uh, that is like, um, causing shenanigans. Oh, Siri wants to talk. <laughs> Hello, Siri. Uh, but uh, degeneracy—that's being a degenerate. That's being like, uh, where you act like you ain't got no raisin, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, escapades is where you go on somebody with an adventure and you're like up to no good. So it's two of you up to no good in a, in a, in a adventurous way. Mischief. We all know what mischief is. Tomfoolery. Um, my father used to say that tomfoolery, meaning fooling around with women or fooling around holding hands, premarital hand holding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I have a story. Did I ever tell you the story when I painted my face as a kid? No. So when I was a kid, um, my grandmother watched me a lot, but I painted my face in all green. So I'd like seeing the GI Joes, you know, they always used to paint their face. Right. 
and I painted my face all green. I mean, there was a, there was not white anymore left. It was all green. I mean, I painted my neck, my face, everything. Mm-hmm. I was all green. And I looked at my grandmother and I said, look, Granny, I'm a hoodlum. <laughs> <laughs> so even as a kid, but this text message really <laughs> sent that to me. And this text message really hit me home. So that's why, I want to, that's why for me, sharing the gospel with unknown strangers and sharing the gospel with people on a podcast is a lot easier than sharing the gospel with people that you know. People that I know, yeah. So That way you don't have to share well you you don't really have to share what you did anyway i mean but but i feel like that it's easier to connect and it makes you more vulnerable and they're likely to be more vulnerable with you i was gonna say i think showing showing your vulnerability opens up um trust yeah it does so it shows that they can trust you Mm -hmm. and that this is real and it's not a joke because i feel like and then you'll they'll see it's your testimony they'll see how it changed you and if you know if somebody that's done a lot more than them can be saved. You know what I'm saying? They're like, Hey, I can do that too. Then I want to say this. If Corey Oaks dies and goes to heaven, there's no excuse for any of you. (laughs) (laughs) There is no excuse for any of you because I, like I said, I checked all those box, those boxes. I was a certified green paint and face hoodlum. Okay. (laughs) So, but that's, that's the thing is, you got to get comfortable with sharing the gospel. You get, you got to. We're literally called to do it. That's our, that's our job on this earth is to share the gospel. And, and, um, I don't know where I was going with that, but yeah. yeah. I was going to say, find creative ways to do it, right? Like you don't just got to go to work and be like, do you know Jesus? Do you know him? Let me tell him about you, you know, subtly put it in there. You know, like, Hey, do you got any plans today? You got any plans on Sunday? Hey, we're having this event at Sunday at our church. You want to come? You know, you got you got to yeah. get comfortable with um, the uncomfortable. We, we've talked about this in the past. You know, you got to live outside your comfort zone. Have we talked about that? Yeah, yeah. I forget. You forget after 26 episodes, huh? Yeah. Yeah, and I say 26. Yeah, this is episode 23 for you guys, but we've recorded 26. No, we've recorded 27. We were four ahead. No, we, we've already released those, though. So this is, we're actually on, this. It's 23. It's supposed to be 24, but it's 23. So we've recorded 24. We've recorded 26. There was two additional episodes that got lost in the. We lost one additional episode. We think we did anyway. There's a lot of episodes and, and shenanigans happening on that board is all yeah. I'm saying. So, so we've lost one for sure, and last week happened. So we've lost for sure two, two. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, and maybe we've lost that one, or we were going crazy. I don't know. But <laughs> <laughs> this board has a has a mind of its own. For me, it's easier to minister to people and share the gospel if I have a relationship with them. Like people I work with, like if I get close to them, you know, and they'll open up to me or something, and let me in on their personal life and I can minister to them through that. I can show God's love and let them know of his grace and what he did for us on the cross. You know what I'm saying? So what and, we're not saying is make every conversation about God because you're going no, to, I mean, we, we can do that, okay, you know, if, if they're willing to receive what I'm saying is you, you don't need to shove it down their throat, shove it down their throat no. because if they, if you shove it down their throat, they're going to get tired of you and, and tired of hearing it. And they don't want to hear what you had to say. They're going to push you away. They're going to push you away. So be subtle with it. That's what I'm saying. Find creative ways to bring but, it up, but and, be real and direct when you do do it, you know, and let them know of its importance because that is that's the most important thing. You know what I'm saying? And the only reason we're saying not to 
shove it down their throats because that'll push them away. But it is extremely important, and they need to know this. You know. But I think it's also important. It's a. I feel like it's a balance. It's a balance. But I was also gonna say I think it's important to listen to what they have. Yeah, to say yeah, to, for so. sure. Because um, loving I, people listen. Unlike Corey, he hogs the mic all the time. But I'm joking. Joking. Corey is lost for words. <laughs> now I was gonna let you talk. You want to talk? You go ahead and talk. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think one of the biggest tools that we do as Christians, and I think this is really where we miss, is you need to listen. Mm-hmm. You got two ears, one mouth. You need to listen twice as much as you talk, right? And I think sometimes we fail. And I want to get off on a tangent here real quick. Yeah. Gossip. We need to do a whole episode on gossip. Corey that, got convicted hard last week or a week and a half ago. So you need to make sure that you don't entertain gossip. And what I'm saying is it's very easy for people to be like, hey, we need to pray for these people because so-and-so and so-and-so <laughs> happened. We need to pray for these people. They use prayer as an excuse to gossip. As, as an excuse to gossip. Yeah. And uh, I think we talked about this on the Waco episode, but uh, maybe I got I got convicted hard last two, last we, week too when I heard we, that we yeah. really really need to not entertain gossip. And so what we I do it without realizing, and that's the thing is people use God as a reason to gossip. They're like, oh, we're gonna pray for these people because they're sleeping together and they are absolute fornicating <laughs> sinners. Did y'all know that? And it's like. Okay, you can leave out all those details. We we didn't need to know the details. Yeah, right. Just give me their just, names. Just give me their names and a prayer request. Don't even say what they did. Just say we really need to pray that God shows them the way in this. And, and don't I don't even need to know the details. And that's the same thing on the prayer wall. I cannot tell you every single time that I get a prayer request, it's did you hear about this person because they are a sinner and they are on the straight and narrow to hell. And it's like I don't really need to know who they sleeping with, why they sleeping with them, or what other sin. I'm sure we all have sin. I know we all have sin. I know Corey Oaks has a full-time job between his elbows. <laughs> yeah. I know Ryan has a full-time job between his elbows. I'm perfect. I don't know what you're talking about. There's step number one. <laughs> Pride. <laughs> Last week's episode, or two weeks ago episode. But <laughs> I would encourage you guys, share the gospel and do not entertain gossip. Do yeah. not, don't, don't use sharing the gospel as an as an alternative mirror to say, I'm going to share you about these church. Oh, but these people at the church, they, they did this. Oh, they don't use God as a reason to share gossip. For me, um, my struggle with gossip is venting to people about people. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like I'm getting things off my chest and I feel better at the end, you know, but at but, the end of the day, you're spreading hateful and shameful but, terms and things yeah. about their back. And I know the person I'm telling these things to. I know they're not telling anybody. But still, I mean, I have to check the intentions of my heart. So somebody gave us a challenge, and I'm going to wholeheartedly share this challenge, and I encourage you to ch- – I'm going to challenge you to do this too. So don't say anything about anybody that you would not say straight to their face. And even if they're not there, they're still not present at that moment, so it doesn't matter. Right. You know, they say, yeah, I'll I'll tell this to their face, but they're not there for you to tell them to their face, so don't even talk about it right now. Don't don't talk about anybody unless they are present. Yeah. And then when you talk about somebody and they're present, talk to them about them in love. And then only talk about them in love everywhere else. That's 
Um, I'm 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 gonna keep the 24 hour rule. I yeah. I am implementing that for the ministry right now. So if you guys don't know, this is becoming something. This is their ministry. This is a tactic they use. So when you talk about somebody, and they use it at their church too, not they, just the podcast. They uh, when you talk about somebody, you have 24 hours to go and confront them and tell them about what you did, and be like, hey, you know, I, I said this about you. Will you please forgive me? And if, if you don't do that, uh, one of the leaders or the person that you gossip to. We'll go and be like, hey, this person said this about you. I just want to let you know. And then let them face you. So I'm going to implement that for us. I So so if I, I'm going to start, when people start emailing me and they say, hey, this person's a straight sinner, I'm going to be like, you have 24 hours to report to that person and tell them what you just said to me. And even with me, and, if I tell Corey something about somebody, you know, he'll, he'll hold that against me too. So, and I want that same expectation for you to me. So I... I'm That's giving off. I'm that giving our it. listeners. So y'all hear me telling about somebody. <clears throat> I'm giving you permission to say, "Hey, you got 24 hours to go make right what you just said." And once me. you mess up one time, you're not gonna mess up again. <laughs> some humble pie by the servant size. So you know that's that's what should be done. You know what I'm saying? And I think the reason the reason for the 24 hour rule is in the Bible it says, "Don't let the sun go down in your anger." And it, if you're holding that against somebody and you're venting to somebody, that's that could be anger in your heart. You know. Well, I, I do want to pull up this verse, and I didn't research this, but you just wrangle. And, and you may know the verse number, but I'll have to look it up if you don't. Huh. But it says, um, each day brings a new day of hope. Um, that yesterday's the past, today brings a new day of hope. I'm not sure. Um, and forgive me, like I said, I was not preparing to say this one. but And if, give me just a moment here. And I made me mixing up uh, translations and versions, and I made me mixing up. Um, but we'll look it up here. And we'll get... Yeah, I appreciate you. <laughs> okay, so like Lamentations 3, 22 through 23 says, Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed for his compassion never fails. They, there are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. His grace is new every morning. Yes. Com- compassion is new every morning. Yep. I think some translations say grace. Am I right? Yes, it does. And that's, yeah, that's uh, the one I'm looking for. Okay. And then like, uh, therefore, uh, this is Second Corinthians 4, 16. says, therefore, we do not lose heart. So outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. So there's a lot of verses that talk about each and every day is a new day. Um, yeah. So I think 24 hours is very important. And that, so, can, that can go along with the gospel too. I mean, you know, if if you sin one day and the next day you're still living in shame and guilt, and you shouldn't have to live in the shame and guilt. You shouldn't live in the shame and guilt because of his grace and mercy of what happened on the cross. You know what I'm saying? That's in the past, and he'll forgive you for that. You should bury it as far from the east as from the west. That's how you know the world is flat. Because if if, if we're not we're not getting back <laughs> onto flat Earth, Corey. That that's in the past. Uh. <laughs> oh me! I just like to poke fun at that because yeah, uh, that was something I really wanted to hit on. I forgot to hit on it. Um, was grace and mercy and and your shame and guilt. You know, and how have you dealt with that in your life with shame and guilt? Well, the good news tells you about shame and guilt. It tells you what to do with shame and guilt. It tells you that God nailed it to the cross. Mm-hmm. So and you don't it, have to carry that shame and guilt around anymore. You don't have to, 
You don't have to live in it every day. You nail it to the cross, you repent, you turn from your ways, you'd never look back at it, and that old man dies. That's... Did you... How long did it take for you to realize what that actually meant, though? Well, it was my encounter that set me free. Mm-hmm. Um, so you realized that at the encounter? Yes, I did. But I There was a lot of guilt and shame I carried for years and years mm-hmm. and years. Uh, and I'll tell you, the ultimate thing that freed me from a lot, right? Mm-hmm. So for those who don't know my testimony, as my mother and I, my biological mother did not have a good relationship. We, uh, She was out of my life most of my life. And so I held that against her. Um, so I, you know, I held that grudge and I held a grudge for almost 24 years. And what really set me free is like forgiving her, but writing her a letter saying I forgave her. Did you and send that letter? I sent that letter and she saw that and she responded. And to this day, we have a re- relationship. I'm not going to claim it's a great relationship, but we have a good relationship. Better than it was. And to this point now where she says like, happy Friday. I hope it's a great day. What are you up to today? You know, we never had that as a child, mm-hmm. and we have that now as an adult because I think that one letter not only set me free, but be, allowed me to be open to receive her love. Yeah. And ultimately, when I look back, and this and this took a lot to swallow, <clears throat> but I think she did the best thing that she could do. So she gave me up. So she gave me up to my father. So mm-hmm. she signed all parental rights away to my father, and she gave me up, and she walked away from our life, right? And I— I bet she felt that was, like you said, the best thing she could do at that time. was. Uh, when I look back, and I look th- back with my saved and Jesus on my in my heart glasses. Grown-up eyes, you're my, grown now. My maturity eyes, right? I look back and I say, I think she was doing that in love. She was doing that because she knew she did not have the capabilities of yeah. doing it. You know, so, so now hindsight... I think perspective has changed, you know, because like I said, I held that grudge for 24 years of my life. But now when I look back, I don't have those same hurt feelings. And now I have actually, uh, I guess, I guess I would call it an empathy. Um, Because sympathy means you've went through the same thing. Empathy means you understand. Yeah. Right. I'm I'm pretty sure that's right anyway. So I, I understand why she did what she did. I'm not saying I agree with it. I'm not saying I condone it. I'm just saying I understand. So mm-hmm. I think I, I'm empathetic about what she did. Do you remember the exact moment when the gospel clicked for you? In my encounter. And the, see, that was the thing is I'd been going to church my whole childhood. I was every church Sunday, every church Wednesday, every revival. I was in there. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, but for me, when I experienced the tangible love of Christ at the encounter, mm-hmm. I couldn't help but say, I want to spread this. I want other people to feel what I just felt. Yeah. I want to f- people to feel. And, and, and a lot of that came from my childhood is I felt that abandonment. I felt that distrust. I felt that I put my heart on a sleeve and I got hurt. So I always put a barrier and a wall between me and anyone who tried to love me. You know, but I think at Encounter, I think when I finally experienced the unperverted love of Christ and people just gave me a hug and didn't say a word. They didn't say a word to me. They just hugged me. They just grasped me for minutes and it felt like an eternity Mm -hmm. Uh, that opened me up, you know, that I I wanted to share. And so for me, the good news is love, right? That's that. If I had to say it one word, I would say the good news is love. Mm -hmm. And today I know there's a lot of people out there who are feeling alone, feeling betrayed, 
feeling like they're not worth living on this world, I want to say you're loved. That's the gospel. That's it. Like, but you can't say that without recognizing your sin and you're in the wrong. That's the first step in that. But God still loves you. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm not saying he doesn't. But to fully understand the gospel, you have to realize that you're in the wrong. Because what's the point of the gospel if you think you're okay? You know what I'm saying? There's, there's no reason to be saved if you think you're good. And that's why, I forget his name, Ray, but he's with Living Waters Ministries. And they have a YouTube channel. You can go check them out. But that's why he points out that the people sin first. That, that way they know they're in the wrong. You know what I'm saying? All of humanity is in the wrong unless they're saved. You know, one thing I think... Um, there's a lot of denominations, a lot of churches, but I think one thing they got right was the Romans road, uh, the Romans road to salvation. Mm. You know, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And it's by grace that you're saved through faith. Is that right? Yes. Yep. Yeah. But like, like I said, at the end of the day, God still loves you. He's always going to love you. And I'm not saying that's a scapegoat to say, God still loves me. I can sin and do whatever I want to. The important part is to say, God loves me. I want to honor God and repent and turn from my sins and and live like him because he loves me. Yeah. And that's your whole motivation behind living like him, like him is because he sent his son to die for you. And repentance brings that, um, wanting to turn away. It took me, it took me a while to realize what the gospel actually is. Like, like you said, I grew up, I grew up most of my life in church as a younger kid. I was in our church. My mom didn't really go that much, but I went with my grandparents and my great grandmother, she, you know, always read the Bible, always prayed and, and stressed that, you know what I'm saying? I always saw her do it as an example. And then I moved in with my father and we were, we always went to church, you know what I'm saying? I, I was always around it, you know? And I would say until, you know, maybe a couple of years ago, I didn't really under, if that long, I didn't understand what the gospel actually meant. You know, I was always trying to measure up and live right. And if I'd mess up, you know, I'd condemn myself and I'd stay in the guilt and shame and whatever, you know, because I always tried to um, act like it was performance-based acceptance mm-hmm. instead of, what's the term? Not grace-based acceptance. What's it called, Corey? Don't get me to lie. What's, what's the opposite of performance-based acceptance? I have the words in my head. I can't remember, though. But I was trying to get saved by my by my performance, not what Jesus did for me, if you know what I'm saying. That's still something I struggle with now. You know, if I mess up and sin or do something wrong, I'll live in it for a little bit. Then I'll confess whatever I did. And, you know, my friends will be like, hey, you know, you can't be living in your shame and guilt. You have to put it past you or whatever. But see, that's where the understanding of the gospel. Yeah. And, understanding why God did what he did. And I always had a transaction mindset to everything. Like if I read my Bible, do this, this and this, you know, I'll be good and God will forgive me or God will get closer to me. You know. He's always close to you. It's just if you're close to him or not. You know what I'm saying? So you had a Mr. Krabs mentality when it came to God, just like you do money. Transaction mindset. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, and that, that's still, honestly, that's still something I struggle with today. And I just it's a mindset I have to constantly battle. You know, I don't have to perform a certain way to be loved. You know what I'm saying? I'm already loved. Love-based acceptance? No, that's not it. It'll click to me. Later today or tomorrow. You'll text me tonight at 11.30 tonight. Corey, this is what it is. This is what it is. I'll be like, well, that's a little late now. It's too late now. (laughs) Well, is there anything else you want to talk about the gospel? Um, I guess my 
last points is realize that Christianity is real. This is actually real. This isn't a story. This isn't a fairy tale. And, you know, this is real life. And we need to be serious about this. Even me sometimes, you know, I'm not, I get caught up in the world and, you know, material things and all this, but you have to. I thought you were perfect. (laughs) Only on Fridays. Free smoke, free smoke. Only on Fridays. Give me two more days. Recording this on Wednesday. Joking, by the way. But, yeah, just share it, dude. Share it wherever you go. Share the gospel. Share the gospel. The Great Commission. Make go make disciples of all nations. And if you need help doing that, we are open to guests. So yes, yeah, we are. If you want to be on the show, email us and just let us know. And we'll set up a time and place. And we have a few people that we need to get on here that have talked to me about it, but they have not contacted us. So I need to get in touch with them. The unqualified commission at gmail dot com. Or you know, you can find us on Facebook and message us there or on Instagram at the Unqualified Commission and Facebook at the Unqualified Commission Ministries. We're on TikTok too, uh, at Unqualified but called. Is that right? Yep. I think we're that's... we're out there. You want to find us? We're out there. Yeah. So, and this... we're gonna be. Re- don't don't cut it off yet. <laughs> we're gonna be releasing some reels on those platforms. We've been behind here recently. We've had a lot go on, and it takes time. <laughs> it certainly does. Yeah. But this has been Corey. This is Ryan. This is the Unqualified Commission podcast.